0: This is Mick Pletcher and Harjit Dalliwal, and uh, welcome to the PowerShell Podcast. So so today, we're going to have some really big news for you. Harjit?
1: Oh, yes. And actually, uh, before we go any further, Happy New Year to everybody.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, last year was a fantastic year. I think we went through a lot of great stuff. Uh, Harjit, you got your MVP. I got my MVP, and... Um, we're really working hard here for another great year of 2018.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know we've been actually we worked pretty hard last year too, trying to uh, help the community in so many ways and speaking engagements and and you know blogs and videos and all sorts of things and and in this podcast.
0: Yes, uh, I mean, that's the whole point, you know, try to spread the word out and uh, help everyone else uh, get through the same pains that uh, we go through, make it a little easier on them.
1: Oh, well, we go through a lot of pains.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So
1: anyways, this year has started in a very um, forceful manner, actually, um, you know, in the, from the tech perspective. And we've got one uh, interesting news, right?
0: Yes, uh, I just saw here actually today that uh, WPA3 has been announced. The Wi-Fi Alliance uh, said it's going to probably be several months down the road, but uh, after the vulnerability was shown uh, to uh, be to exist for WPA2, uh, that pushed them to go on to the next protocol.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a new security protocol, so more hardening and it's much needed these days. Absolutely. So, the- and, and then on the other hand, and we have some wildfires out there that's started since uh, I think January 3rd, which was on my birthday, and that's with this uh, whole uh, uh,
0: meltdown inspector security bugs, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got the whole industry <laughs> up in there right now. It's got everybody heads down right now, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, and I know the firm I work at, we've already gotten calls from clients saying what are you all doing and uh, uh, about this? Are you all keeping up? So yeah, it's, it's a big, big deal. It's big.
1: Yeah, so it, basically it's an Intel chip bug, right? For those that haven't heard about it or, or don't know about it, but that's what it is. So basically anything that has a chip in it with Intel processor, <laughs> you're you're in trouble
0: it's not just Intel though it's uh, it, it goes over to AMD it goes into uh, arm that's all true. Apple that's devices
1: true. yeah um, you're right you're right that's true yeah I did update my iPhone yesterday to 11.22 I believe which uh, addresses that vulnerability so
0: well there was a uh, to get off on a topic a little bit on the side here uh, Apple did say though that they would not be able to fix this hardware issue
1: ah okay so all right that's good to know
0: yeah, so
1: but yeah so speaking about this uh, security vulnerability for computers um, it is this one's a pretty uh, it's pretty nasty because it, it it's not just a simple um, you know OS uh, patch that's gonna fix this you know. And as, as you and I have read through this and, and, you know, I've been keeping up with it, you know, you've got to have your antivirus uh, DATs have to be compliant. so, you know, antivirus uh, uh, companies are, uh, you know, catching up and trying to put out the proper files out there with the registry keys and all that fun stuff, right?
0: Yes. Uh, and... So one, one conversation that I had uh, with a uh, another IT professional, and the way he explained it to me, this is what the problem is. So the way Intel processors uh, process this information, they have um, basically, it try, they try to predict what's going to happen. Uh, and they uh, have six sets of instructions, and it guesses which set is going to actually be the valid set for the next operation. So well, the problem is, it doesn't it clear those sets out, and those, uh, that information in those is vulnerable. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, so what happens is uh, they c- that information being vulnerable, they could actually extract critical data, and like where I work, I work in a HIPAA environment, you know, that's, that's a huge no-no. So the, um, the, the problem is when they fix this, and they have to possibly disable this with the fix, then that's going to slow systems down, which is their, their big warning to everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, um, I think there was a article today from, who's the guy from Microsoft? Uh, he mentioned about, he actually came out and mentioned that they, there is going to be some performance issues with this uh, fix.
0: Yeah, and I'm and I'm guessing uh, to be honest, I haven't kept up drastically you know, at the uh, at that level on the processor. But uh, I'm guessing here that once uh, that this was an, a tactic that micro, oh, I'm sorry, that Intel was using because you know we we're starting to get near the end of being able to double the speed every 18 months, so they're trying to use right. tricks. And this was probably one of the tricks they were using to try to keep up with that, that goal.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Terry Meisen, uh executive VP for Windows and Devices Group. So, um, yeah. So on top of the uh, the AV and the OS patch, you also have firmware patches and upgrades that you got to do. Yes. And which is the most critical, I think, in terms of trying to get everything up to snuff.
0: And it is. It's 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 not a big deal to really push the Windows updates. I mean, most anybody like myself, I'm an SCCM admin. I mean, that's a pretty much a no brainer. But yes, you're right. The firmware and the BIOS updates are uh, very tedious. Yeah.
1: So, in in my environment, I think that's that's my my biggest challenge. You know, I can deploy, you know, uh, registry keys to uh, group policies and. Um, my AV is fine, you know, we got endpoint protection, and and um, I can deploy OS patches, which is just, you know, like any other Patch Tuesday stuff. But the BIOS updates on, uh, you know, on laptops and, and, and workstations and stuff like that, that's going to be tricky, because you also have to have the cooperation of the end user, right?
0: Yes, and that's where, that's where this uh, podcast comes into play here. Um, it's going to require special scripting, uh, at least to be on the safe side here. And that's what I'm in the process of doing right now is uh, writing some PowerShell code uh, for specifically deploying these patches out. Now, I work in a Dell environment, so the script I'm writing is going to be pretty much um, uh, focused on Dell systems. But people could, will be able to modify it.
1: And, uh, well, while you're on that topic, uh, I'd like to give a plug to the folks at uh, scconfigmanager.com. And they have a nice tool, actually, for uh, what do you call this? Uh, Mobile uh, Modern Bios Management. And Mm -hmm. uh, if you go to uh, uh, scconfigmgr.com, and you'll get their tool, and, and apparently, I mean, it, it, it works for Dell, Lenovo, HP, and, and Microsoft um, uh, systems. So you can connect it to your, to your Config Manager, and um, run this tool, it'll, it'll detect what you need, you can pick and choose all the, the models that you want to download, and it creates packages, and then, and then deploy it, so that's a, another plug.
0: And it is, and that, that is a great tool that uh, they have. The only, the only thing, and the reason I'm rewriting or writing something myself mm-hmm. is because I, on, in situations like this, I'm very, very, very cautious. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I work in an environment that has <laughs> a lot of users that become impatient in a heartbeat. Oh. And all you all you need is a BIOS being uh, uh, deployed, and while it's applying to the um, on the system for them to shut it off and try to reboot uh, uh, just out of impatience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah. And uh, so on another note, uh, Microsoft also released a a PowerShell script. Uh, was it a few days ago or last
0: week? Yes, it was uh, I believe Friday.
1: Okay, and that's called a speculation control commandlet.
0: Yes, and I, th- and I think the script was great. Um, it just need- needed a little bit of tweeting. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it needed to be modified a little bit. Okay. Um, because the problem with the script was, uh, to me, what it looked like, it would give a, a great output uh, on, on screen, but some of us, you know, especially if you work in an enterprise environment, you need to be able to, to deploy it. Out and return that info. And I saw that Russ Rimmerman uh, wrote a great article on TechNet, and it's called uh, Config Manager uh, Speculation Control Baseline FTW.
1: Yeah, and that's a good one too, actually.
0: Yeah. Yes, actually, I was in the process of modifying the uh, speculation control script to uh, write to a single file um, Excel spreadsheet, and then I ran across his and kind of abandoned that, but did um, go through just out of curiosity and also to try to um, give some people some more info if they uh, were curious what it does so I went through the script and added a, uh, a fair amount of documentation on what each uh, command in there does okay so uh, I know you retweeted it um, they can go out to my github site it's uh, uh, mix IT blogs and you can find me right there in the uh, GitHub, and you can easily find it. It's under PowerShell, and it's the uh, speculation control script, and I have all the documentation in there, and you can go through, and I did line by line. Now, I didn't go through all of it because basically all of our systems here in the firm uh, turned out to um, not be, uh, or, or, or basically they all require patching. Right. So, we didn't have any that actually passed the test, so to be honest, I couldn't go through and debug, and. Uh, put uh, any documentation in if they had passed.
1: Okay, okay, but that's good to add though. It's good to learn, um, you know, what it does and stuff. So, yeah, it's a nice thing of you to do that, right, for our listeners.
0: So, um, I think uh, the next step here is, I mean, we pretty much know all our systems here are, um, are definitely going to need to be, um, have the BIOS patched. Uh, the There was this other article, and uh, I just found it today on TechSpot, that said, uh, and this was written um, in response to the Intel CEO, and basically it says all CPUs made over the last five years will receive Spectre slash Meltdown patches this month. So that means if a uh, CPU is uh, five years old or newer, it'll be patched. Now, the big question is, does that mean... If it's older than five years, it won't be patched.
1: That sounds like it. <laughs> I guess that's uh, old enough for uh, for any uh, hardware manufacturer, right? And it makes
0: sense. It um, makes sense. But, but I know quite a few um, companies out here that still use you know, greater than five years old uh, oh, systems. Yeah. So. If they're if they're under HIPAA, which I actually I know one company right now, one of my friends works for, 6,500 systems, and they definitely have systems a lot older than five years. Right, right. So so and they're under HIPAA, so they could be in real trouble here soon.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So so you got a script, um, and you're working you're working on the Dell script for the biases. And then we've got a tool out there that uh, these Config Manager guys have, SC Config Manager guys. And then there is a PowerShell script uh, that you can run on individual systems called the Speculation Control Mm commandlet. And then you also have the the baseline uh, if you're running Config Manager in your environment that will import a cap file, and set up the CIs and a baseline um, to give you a better understanding on how well your systems are mitigated against this vulnerability.
0: Yes. All right. So where where I'm planning on going with this is because I am so cautious. So the script that I'm working on now, and I should have it ready to uh, publish here within probably the next day, uh, Will do the following. So the first thing it does is it tests is this a laptop because we want to know is it a laptop. That means we need to test other stuff. Right. And uh, because they may it may be out of the office. So the second thing is we're test. I'm testing in the script is is the laptop docked. That's going to be one of our specifications here. That uh, and we're telling uh, all the people with laptops here you must leave that laptop here and leave it docked. Uh, We don't want to take a chance of them bricking their system uh, while it's out somewhere, Uh, because, as you know, how how dangerous applying a uh, BIOS patch can be. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next thing we're doing is is testing uh, is BitLocker on,
1: and if it is, yes, that's a
0: big one. Yep. Yes, because if you don't, and you know, you could. uh, not that we don't have the recovery keys, but you don't want hundreds of people all of a sudden that you're going to have to get the recovery keys for. Exactly. exactly. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's testing is it bit lockered? And then um, if it is, then the script goes through and uh, disables, pauses um, bit locker on the system. Then it goes through and does a second test to make sure that pause actually worked, um, testing if it's still um, bit lockered and is it, uh, is it paused. So at that point, then you can apply, and I have a blog from a very, very long time ago uh, out on my mix IT blogs that uh, shows all the switches for uh, Dell BIOS updates for the executables. So basically, uh, the script at this point will then apply the executable, the the BIOS patch, and then um, you basically put in a no restart in there then you can let secm restart the system and when it starts to boot up the next time uh in a, probably a minute or so it will start applying the new bios update then when uh, it boots back up and secm reconnects the script is going to at that point uh, come back it will see it's applied and then uh, say hey did it get this new version applied to the bios if it does then it will re-enable um, BitLocker on the system, and bam, it'll report back to Secm that yes, it was a uh, a successful update.
1: That's excellent, excellent.
0: So yeah. it's uh, it may seem overcautious to some, but hey, uh, you know you yeah. never can be cautious enough with doing stuff like this.
1: No, I think I think your script is uh, it's going to be pretty handy. Uh, the only only caveat is that. Uh, it won't work for a lot of environments because they have remote workers, so who don't have docks and stuff, right? So that's the only
0: right. And and I'll tell you for that, I'm going to actually put a switch in the script that you can um, uh, you can specify the switch. All you will have to do is is uh, type a dash um, dock uh, docked. That is, you just type a t- uh, dash docked at the. Um, uh, command line when you're starting the script up and uh, that will tell it if, if you don't have that then uh, it won't check it. I
1: see. So it just skips it. Okay. Yep. All right. So are you going to put this on, up on your GitHub too?
0: Absolutely. I'm going to uh, post it on my blogs tomorrow and then it'll be in um, the link there to my <coughs> GitHub.
1: Excellent. This is great. All right. I think we've covered with uh, it's going to be a busy week and it's patch Tuesday and And lots of patching, lots of updates, lots of probably pulling your
0: hair out this week and uh, maybe even next week. Oh, absolutely. You know, so. Well, there, there is one more thing I did want to mention, too, on this uh, whole issue. 1E e actually has a fantastic article out on this. Uh, if, if, uh, if you all really want to get the uh, ins and outs on what's going on and how it's going to impact and what's going to change on the system at the uh, machine level, you can go out to 1E e and um, read their article called Predicting the Impact of the Dell I'm sorry, Predicting the Impact of the Intel KPTI Meltdown Patch on Windows and Linux Systems. So okay. a great article just came out today, and it really goes in-depth.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I saw um, um, an image of you pop up uh, yesterday on <laughs> Facebook. I think <it> <laughs> Facebook or someone, someone reposted it or something like that.
0: It's <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah. So. Yep, that was on the uh, um, uh, the uh, uh, reboots of the machines, uh, right. the, the um, SCCM slash MDT uh, solution that you can put reboots in your uh, task sequence, and uh, it can actually query whether a reboot is actually necessary or not.
1: Okay, that's cool, that's cool. All right. I think we covered enough. So I
0: do too, and uh, yeah, I think this can really help our audience you know, get a kind of a grip on what's going on. And and hey, if you if you really want um, you know uh, script to help do this, and I'm going to have a full uh, blog on how to actually apply the script and everything. Definitely feel free to go out there.
1: Yeah, and 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 people can hit us up too, and we're on uh, Twitter. I'm at Hooge H O O R G E, and. Um, you know, ask us questions, and and you know we can guide you to where you need to go. And please follow us as well. And and you want to state your Twitter handle?
0: Absolutely. Uh, mine is uh, Mick underscore Pletcher, and that starts with a P. L E T C H E R. That's my uh, handle on Twitter.
1: Awesome. All right, Mick. It was good and great talking to you, and uh, and hopefully our listeners will enjoy our show, our first Absolutely. show of the year.
0: Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to uh, this year. All right. Until next time. All right. Cheers.